Coming up, we're going to be reviewing Finding Dory and letting you know whether it's worth checking out in the theaters or if you should just keep on swimming on this episode of Dizpop. Dizpop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and I make fun noises. And uh, I am joined today for this movie review, as I am often joined by Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Yes. Sorry for that noise. Um, it's, uh, Crickets out of control yeah, here. Just do 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 do. I don't. That sounded like the old Nickelodeon theme. Yeah, I was just gonna say, is that unintentional? Stick stickly gonna pop up for a guest appearance in this episode? Sure. Why not? I mean, it's it would go along with the movie that we are talking about today, Finding Dory, of course. Yeah. You know, Nickelodeon Finding Dory. It's all it's all the same, but. Finding Dory, which has done fairly well for itself. I believe it had the largest opening of an animated film ever with about $135 million over this last weekend. Yes, it in fact did that. I thought I had my mojo brought up. Broke broke As a couple records, I heard. My broke box some. office mojo. Yeah, you lost your mojo. Uh, it went up to 136. I want to say it was 136.2 million oh, over nice. the weekend. 1.1, uh, 1. 1, sorry. I know. Point point ones, point twos. That's all very technical, but uh, yeah, wow. I mean, I was getting worried there for a while because uh, the number one movie before was what Shrek the Third. Oh my I gosh, say. was it really? Yeah, I want to say it was Shrek the Third. It wasn't so. Zootopia. No, Zootopia built up. It just had a, the elongated. Yeah, it had. It was. I mean, like Zootopia is how you want a movie to perform. You want it to do well when it opens, but then just steadily stay exactly and that those type of movies are actually much more profitable for um movie theaters than a movie that bursts the first two weeks two to three weeks and then dies immediately exactly yeah it, it approved very well for zootopia uh, it did well for inside out uh, mm-hmm. and then of course frozen that was a big one i don't yeah. i can't even remember if frozen was number one its first weekend I don't know if it was, actually. I think it was number two, and then it hit number one the second week, and then it just took off from there. Yeah. Um, Never looked back. We all know how I feel about that movie, but it is it is what it is. Panic for your thoughts? No. No? Okay. Um, we did not do our Finding Nemo review, but maybe we'll go back to it after this, because I, I didn't, honestly didn't get a chance to watch Finding Nemo again before going to see this one. However, because we do what we do, you know, Finding Nemo is very fresh in my head, at least the story. So it wasn't like it was essential for me to rewatch the first movie because how many times have we seen the Animal Kingdom musical version of Finding Dory, you know? Actually, for me, not that often, but I do listen to the soundtrack every now and then. I It's it's like pretty much one of those, anytime a family member or a friend, they always want to go. I haven't seen it in, I guess, since last summer, but I've seen it so much that yeah. I forgot that it's not a musical. <laughs> but... Yeah. It's a good show. Um, I like Finding Finding Nemo. Do you like Finding Nemo? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, I, I know I say this with a lot of movies that we've been talking about. Uh, for me, the thing about Finding Nemo isn't necessarily the the characters, the the actors, the voice actors in it, the not even the animation. While the animation was absolutely beautiful when it oh, yeah. first came out, it was just stunning how they 
just portrayed the ocean so realistically. For me, the thing that stood out more than anything else was uh, Tom and Newman's score. Thomas Newman's score. Tom and Newman. Tom and Newman. <laughs> Thomas Newman's score for it. It is. It's one of the perfect marriages of movie and music all together, mm-hmm. uh, and that's for me. It's it's one of my go to soundtracks. Uh, the movie itself, like it's very entertaining. It's yeah, not my it's favorite not, Pixar movie, right? It's not my favorite Pixar either. I think that definitely belongs to one of the Toy Story movies. But um, it it it's a movie that I resisted a lot when it first came out because that was at the point Pixar hadn't made too many movies. It yeah. was, I, what did they? I, I know they Toy Story obviously. You had then, Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story Two, Monsters Inc., and, and then was The Incredibles after find, that? No, it was Finding Nemo next. Yeah, and then The Incredibles, or was Cars before The Incredibles or after? Cars was after Incredibles. Okay, so my issue at the point when I got to, had gotten to Finding Nemo was that I didn't want to see it because I was like, "Is this all this movie studio does is make movies where they're things and they make jokes about it?" And I love Toy Story is one of my favorite, but I was just kind of like, it's a formula that was working for them. But for me, I was like, all right, they're monsters and they make a lot of monster jokes and they're bugs and they make a lot of bugs yeah. jokes. And they're, so I, I was kind of like, eh, I don't, it didn't have appeal to me. And then I finally saw it when it came out on Blu-ray or uh, I don't even know if it was Blu-ray then yet, but um, you know, it became the biggest animated film, I believe seller on home media. Uh, yeah, at the time, uh, I really, I was kind of in a similar fashion. I mean, I, I loved, I, I love Pixar movies now. I've always loved Disney movies, but whenever this came out, uh, Finding Nemo, that was 2003. I was, I was a in, senior in high school. Yeah. I was, uh, I was either a junior or well, I would have been, did it a, come out in the summer? I would have been a sophomore. It was May 30th. Oh, I was graduating. So yeah. I was a sophomore in high school. I wasn't going to see disney movies at that time. i don't even remember um, it in the theater to be honest with you because that was pirates of the caribbean would have been that summer too yeah because that i remember that being a big deal and i saw that like three or four times in the movie theater i saw that in disney world for the first time whenever it came out it was kind of cool but uh finding nemo yeah i didn't see it in theaters i had i went to see um toy story in theaters whenever i was little yeah i've seen all those didn't do bugs life i want to say i maybe did toy story 2 i don't remember monsters inc didn't so i i didn't see a single pixar movie in the theaters again until cars that's after the incredibles Uh, came out and it was so cool cars was what kind of pushed me back into seeing it i saw it at the drive-in or something so so you saw it in a car you saw cars in a car i I see what you did that's that's a good way to do it but yeah finding nemo that was kind of that hidden one in there that everyone was talking about yeah i had to experience for the first time on dvd and i didn't think it was anything great at that point because the hype was so yeah exactly there was a huge hype surrounding it and i thought I thought, oh, I watched it, and I thought, oh, well, this section, this, for me, Finding Nemo is sandwiched together. Like, the beginning is too sappy, and the end is too sappy. Like, it's over, it's hyper-emotional. And then, but then once, once, like, the journey begins, and they, and they have Dory, once Dory enters the picture for me, that's where I like the movie a lot. But then, and it's really, it was really funny, and then all of a sudden the jokes just drop off. And so I felt like it was an imbalanced movie. I thought it was a good movie. But I just always say, like, people say the best, and I'm like, I don't think it's the best by any means at all. Well, let's also Toy point, Story still holds that. Let's time. also point out the fact that neither one of us are actual parents, and so we don't have that emotional attachment That's true. to the movie. Especially um, at that time, too, when we saw it, we were even younger then, so yeah. it was, you know. It definitely did not resonate for them. I mean, now that I'm, like, at the stage where I'm realizing that 
I will probably have kids in the next five years thinking about any situation in a movie that deals with kids anymore. Yeah. You start to get that uh, that build up. I'm, I can't even imagine what it's like for a parent to watch the movie and the emotions that uh, they feel going through with it. But uh, we're not here to really dissect the emotional knowledge behind Finding Nemo. We're, we're here to talk about Finding Dory. Yeah, so we have to start with Finding Dory, though. Um, not with actually Finding Dory, however, with the um, short. The Pixar had a little oh, short yeah. in front of it. And I, I can't remember the name of it. I'm Piper. sorry. Piper. And you said earlier about how you loved Finding Nemo because of how they animated the water. The animation in Piper is like mind-blowingly good it is the water i mean if you even know nothing about animation the sand grains the water flowing in the focus in and out the drifting of focus it's just it's so well made that i didn't even care what the story was i just i was just blown away by how they had like brought it to life oh it's it's absolutely stunning the the best animation in a pixar short that we've seen yet and it looked uh, it real. Was just, it was so enthralling. The story was so funny. It's the story of a a little uh, a little bird that lives by the ocean. One of those sea, little water birds. Yeah, one of the and you know there he's finally growing up and he's finally uh, his Mama's mom wants him, him out of the nest. To, yeah, yeah, get out of the nest and learn to start getting food for his own instead of uh, doing it. And you watch the story of how he overcomes uh, his obstacles with that. And it was funny. It was charming. It was emotional. Uh, I like how he made a little friend along the way. Yeah, yeah it, it was. Yeah, it 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 was a nice little message in there too about you know we, how we learn to look at the world in a different way, and it it opens up your eyes about how you know it, it was cha- so good. changes how you see everything. Yeah. So it it was it was a really really well done short and something like I'm not sure the person who directed it if they've directed any features at all yet? i don't remember i didn't recognize the name it. so i all i could think was that's the guy who's going to make another great pixar movie whoever yeah. that is for the average person who just goes to see pixar movies in theaters i mean this i can't say that this is worth going to see this movie just for this however if you are a huge if you're like a if you huge the film shorts. buff if you like short films if you're into animation i i will say that i I think Piper is worth going to see uh, more than even Finding Dory. Not that Finding Dory is bad, but uh, we ready to jump into yes, good old yes. Dory? So with that, that's going to bring us right into Dory. And Dory uh, kind of picks up where you would expect it to be. I mean, not picks up. It's The story starts where you where I expected it to start, which was Baby Dory. Because, like, you know, giving you a little bit of backstory of her life. And so it's got cute little baby Dory. She got big old eyes. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying this actually. I thought the voices of all the characters were wonderful in the movie, and that started kind of immediately with Dory's parents because it's Eugene Levy and um, oh my gosh, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, it's <laughs> it's starting to go viral now, and we're recording this a little bit late. The movie's almost been out for a week at this point, but uh, the there, the clip is being passed around on Facebook that Disney released with Baby Dory and her interacting with, uh, with her parents Eugene Levy and Diane Keaton, and it it is just so funny. Yeah, um, it's 
it, it's really great and that's some of the best parts of this movie are the cutaways back to whenever it was yeah. baby dory uh because the, the whole plot of the film is it's been a year since uh, the, the finding of Nemo. Nemo ended. And then uh, that's whenever, you know, she's starting to have all these memories of her parents. And uh, she's having problems with uh, sleep swimming. And <laughs> the, it's just that, that feeling of family is coming across her. And then it, it does get to the point where she starts having these full-blown flashbacks to to her parents and then having to find them. Yeah, I don't so, know if it comes from... She gets hit in the head in the movie, and I don't know if that was directly trying to be like, oh, the hit in the head has jarred her memories or something, or if it was just part of it, you know? Yeah, so then, uh, of, of course, she wants to go off and find her parents, who she believes are at the Jewel of Moro Bay um, at... What she will come to find out is a sea institute, uh, almost like Which the I love Monterey Bay Aquarium, Sea World type ish place, all mixed together about conservation, uh, with the best voice cameo <laughs> in a movie ever. Sigourney Weaver is the voice of this of this place. So it's Sigourney Weaver being Sigourney Weaver because she'll say, "Hi, I'm Sigourney Weaver." Welcome to the whatever. And Dory talks to her in the movie. Going, Thanks, Sigourney. My friend Sigourney. Yeah. So they just keep mentioning Sigourney Weaver as this character. And like I was just like, oh, that's that's perfect. And all, all the characters are mentioning Sigourney yeah. Weaver. It's like this. <laughs> like Sigourney Weaver is the inspiration to how they know to do all the stuff they do. It's really funny. It's, I just love that now it's the second time that Sigourney Weaver has lended her voice to a Pixar movie. And both times, it's it's just been in this weird offshoot way. However, this one is much much funnier. I I, I quite enjoyed it. But yeah, so uh, so Dory does she makes the trek along with the help of uh, Crush in the EAC and and Marlin and Nemo are with her and they get to uh, the Jewel of Moro Bay and that's whenever Dory and Nemo and Marlin all get kind of separated and Dory starts to discover new friends. I won't go much into detail about it, but uh, she meets Hank the uh, Septipus as we've uh, talked about on other yeah. shows. And uh, he's, I mean, his merchandise is everywhere, so you can't not not see him yeah. voiced by ed o'neill a great great character yeah. uh great a, casting great, with that voice too yeah a really great arc too for the character in general i yeah. mean yeah ed o'neill old crotchety man but uh a lot of heart went into this yeah. uh you you can tell a lot about his true character by how they he was portrayed in this movie and i, I liked his arc because it wasn't in your face either it, it happened very subtly you kind of knew you knew he says a yeah. line and you know what the art how it's going to go and and but it it and it it all his character went very nicely so yeah i don't i don't want to like say too much because some of the stuff that does happen with him do, is a little bit of like surprises in the movie too yeah. and uh other other friends you meet along the way you have um you got the whale shark yes the who who by the way there there is the issue because it's not explicitly stated in the film whale sharks are sharks not whales and so yeah would the this the friend whale shark whose whose name i can't remember destiny and what's who's voiced who's, by Caitlin Olsen uh, of Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes, she yeah. plays Sweet D. She, um, she, so you know what's great about this film, and, and I'll say here is where it starts is like all these little moments with Dory from Nemo. You kind of like learn where they came from, like yeah. the just keep swimming, or how she knows how to speak whale, or why she said one thing. And it, it's it's not done in a forceful way. Yeah. I, 
I, I feel like it happened very like they picked stuff naturally. And sometimes I have issues with movies that do that, where they go back and pick a thing and give a story to it that then doesn't make sense. But because of Dory's memory issues, I actually think like I like how it they were like, Oh well these things were beat into her and that's why she knows it, you know, and and so she didn't even know why she knew how to speak whale. And then she, and then they don't explicitly state that's why she knows how to speak whale, but you figure it out while you're watching the movie because you learn they talk to each other through pipes, you know? Yeah. It's, I, I really enjoyed her. Uh, but there Sharon, are, there are um, conservation people who are upset because it's, they're saying that technically the whale shark shouldn't speak whale because it's a shark and that now they're not looking forward to the hundreds of children that will be coming in to ask them about the whale shark. Well, you know, they have to, they're just going to have to give that one up. Also uh, <laughs> along the way is uh, Bailey, who is a beluga whale, uh, who yeah, has the character. use of echolocation. He's played by uh, uh, the always funny Ty Burrell. Yeah. And one of my favorite characters in this movie, just it's, they basically just told Ty Burrell, I think, read the lines and then make some funny voices, make yeah. some funny noises, and uh, just love, go crazy. I love the noises he would make for his uh, for his thing, <laughs> like, and they just stuck with it. They never they never actually gave it a noise. He'd be like, "Wait, I'm getting something," <laughs> like, and make these funny noises. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and uh, she meets other uh, new characters along the way as well as. Uh, as well as Marlin and Nemo, they also meet other characters. So, like, they have the first interaction with the. I want to. They are sea lions, right? Or yeah, they, they're sea lions. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the sea lions because oh. they make a they make a sea lion joke or something. Nah, they go right. about like lion or something. But um, Idris Elba, who yeah. apparently is just going to do every single movie that comes out this year, and wonderfully done again, though. Oh. Um, was the other person somebody too? Or was uh, it just a, just a guy? The other know. one was Dominic West. Okay. So, and Dominic West is, uh, what movie? He was in, um, oh gosh, now I'm going to have to look it up real quick. Well, you, you look it up, I'll say, I, I, they show that sea lion part in, in most of the marketing. They show the, the Gerald and the, get off the rock, off, 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 you know, like sea lions make that noise. And, um, I was like, oh man, it's just going to be that one part with the sea lions. Don't you worry. They're going to come up. They, they have some good time in that movie. So, even though it feels like she's moved on, like the there was a couple moments where I was almost like I like the character so much I don't want it to go away. Well, anytime you feel like that, yeah. that character will come back. So yeah. don't don't fret while the, you're watching the movie. He was he was in a lot, just to say. Uh, but I, it's a lot of well known, a lot of well known people because along the way of Dory, when she finally meets Marlin to where we saw her meeting him in Nemo, yeah. right before that happens, uh, um, Bill Hader and uh, Kate McKinnon, they're they're the voices of. The two people that yeah. find her as a baby, yep, and another great like fun little moment. Yeah, that no, that whole that whole montage of when she went missing all the way through, whenever she bumps into Marlin and connects yeah. it to that first as she's movie, growing older. Yeah, it, it's absolutely perfect. But I do love I love those sea lions. The uh, Gerald, the yeah. the slightly uh, stupid. He's sea got lion. the cross eyed a little bit and the yeah. unibrow. Oof, <laughs> oof, oof, oof. Oof. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, there and then also they uh, they ensue another uh, kind of crazy character, the sea lions. They have another friend that helps uh, oh, Marlin <laughs> Nemo out, Becky, uh, which is a the ugliest. Yeah, the ugliest kind of also cross-eyed crazy bird that just a lot of comic relief. This yeah. movie was so funny as compared to the first. Uh, yeah. If, 
compared to Finding Nemo, this was just it had its emotional moments, but it was almost nonstop humor. Yeah, throughout the entire and I, I my number one thing coming away from this was is I felt like it was better balanced. Yeah, because it, it it didn't feel like it was trying to be overly. It's like what you said. It's got those moments with the emotion in it, um, but. They felt like they were in the better place, and you got there naturally, and then they were immediately followed up with like some more jokes. So I thought this one had a more consistent yeah, telling of it. It I, did. Yeah. The jokes were slightly goofy, though. I know that's kind of – a lot of people are looking at and saying this. Did, did Finding Nemo need to have a sequel? Did Finding Dory need to exist? The story goes that we've heard before that uh, – Andrew Stanton wanted to do the sequel to Finding Nemo, but everyone at Pixar said until they could find the right story to make it all come together, they did not want to do a sequel for yeah. this. So, of course, that's when they said, well, let's explore Dory's past. That's that's the story. Find yeah. out how she came to to be with Marlin and Nemo, and, and let's explore that. And, you know, the... while I did enjoy the story, I'm also on the end where it's like, okay, well, this, this story... Did it need to be tell, told? I don't know, but... Well, it didn't just... The thing is, is it's not just about what happened before, because along the way of trying to find the past, it's also, you know, I like it because it kind of addresses Marlon and Nemo's relationship again, and, and yeah. it addresses aspects of Marlon's personality in the first movie that aren't necessarily addressed, like how he does make the... The first movie is all about Marlon trying to be let, you know let his son be more independent you know letting go of that fear because yeah. his wife and their their other children were killed and so this this movie kind of has addresses how he treats the other people and his faith in other people and and so i like that like they have that arc and then i like that the focus also is and i said this to somebody i was like well i really like that the story at heart is about overcoming a handicap yeah. And they were like, well, the first movie was too. And I said, no, it wasn't. And I forgot that Nemo had the small yeah. fin. It was. Uh, this was. That was more of the side story. I felt like it was the main story in this one because it was, you know, it, it made me sad when yeah. they when she was trying. Yeah. His uh, his little fin at first in the uh, in Finding Nemo, you know, that was something to overcome. But uh, and he did battle it throughout, like whenever he was in the tank with the tank gang, yeah. which I will say, if you're wondering if they're in there, I'll like spoilers not spoilers sit through all the way to the end of the credits. you have to stay to the very end it's not like stay the credits themselves well animated and they like they take you on a journey but you got to stay to the very end and it's worth it it's a nice little yeah. chunk scene because it, it, it's like almost two scenes actually and that's where we get to craig's rant of the day which is now about staying all the way through the credits uh you know i know some people don't want to they feel like as soon as the movie's over i'm just going to get up and do it a, you shouldn't be staying solely for the fact that there might be something after the end scenes. These people worked very, very hard yeah. on this movie. Uh, it's I try it to stay is out the way respect. they get their recognition. Uh, you know, I I think about it. If I was actually making a live a, a full length movie, would I be happier if I knew that there was people sitting all the way through? to the end to see my name come up even if they don't ever know who i am even if they miss it because they look away for a second just knowing that they were there doing it i think that's got to mean something so that is my psa for the day please sit through all of the movie including the end credits i like the i feel like the whatever the song is playing during the end credits too sometimes like it it's bringing you it's like inception it keeps yeah. it's the music that wakes you up out of the movie reality yeah so i like to disappear into it and then it's your kick no it, it is it, it just 
And that's actually why in Inception, up. the music does do that at the end of the movie. And it I, becomes the song. And I enjoyed the song uh, that closed out this one, uh, Unforgettable. Uh, oh, yeah. Sung nice, by uh, Sia, right? Sia, yeah. yeah. I, I actually like that. I'm glad I stayed because I was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to download this, this song. It was very good. However, not the best use of a song in this movie. That would be Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, we are not going to give spoilers to what was happening whenever that did happen, uh, when that song was used. But just one of, it's one of the best collision montages I've ever yeah. seen in a movie. Everything slows down. That peaceful song comes on. Just crazy, hectic moment happening in the background. It, oh, this movie was very funny. Yeah, it, funny. it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot. Like, we, we didn't want to really go past the plot once she gets to the center because I feel like it does get a little into the spoiler ish area and it's, it gets a little more complicated too. Um, But yeah, it's got a great, I thought the finale, the, the final, the big finale sequence was, was pretty, it's ridiculous, but it's great. Ridiculous. It's not, no, it was, this was goofy and that's where I was going before at the conversation. People are, are picking up how, kind of goofy funny this movie is insane well was it just that they didn't really have that strong story that they wanted so they tried to fill in the gaps with these overly funny moments and uh, regardless i don't care i I thought it worked very well this was a movie after piper was over i was like okay you know i'm i'm satisfied even if this is bad and then finding dory ended and that's whenever I walked on, I said, this is exactly why I basically only go see Disney and Pixar movies in theaters anymore, because I just walk away happy from yeah. them. I'm never, I'm never stressed about like, oh, that was the worst piece of crap. The last time I did that with a Disney movie was Maleficent. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if I'm rocking one out of every 10 movies that I go to is, is bad, I'm okay with that. Ratio. So you, 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 Alice doesn't stick out to you at all in there. Oh, you actually enjoy, it. yeah. I did. I'm I seeing mean, it's holding up. Yeah, it's I, I, you know, I'll watch it again whenever it comes out. Like we said, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, um, I, we saw it in 3D. So it, it, Craig said to me earlier, and I agreed that it's nothing groundbreaking, but I thought the 3D, 3D was done well. Yeah. It's, it, it's done in the right type of 3D where it's like accents, you know, and it's not, there's not necessarily like in your face or anything like yeah. that. I don't think it's a necessity to see it in 3D. But, you know, I, I always think that animated films appear better in 3D than live yeah. action films solely because that's their, that's how they're animated to begin with. So it's all kind of. It, it's conceptualized as a 3D environment. Yeah, I, I actually will 100% agree. I don't think this is one that needs to be seen in 3D. Um, uh, it it didn't hurt it. I, I, I do love the immersion that you get from a 3D movie yeah. in theaters. Uh, Especially the, yeah, cre- it, the credits were, were good in it. But it it's not, yeah, there's nothing, there's no like moment where you're, it's not like the Jungle Book where we said like you've got to see that the jungle book and yeah and i think that's where you get in the difference between seeing a 3d animated movie and seeing a 3d live action movie with a live action movie i think your brain visually thinks that okay i can be in this world so it gives it that Mm -hmm. that better look and visual appeal with this one i don't believe i'm ever going to be in that ocean with dory and all of them and if i did i'd i can't imagine imagine what state of mind i'm in that i'm seeing all this stuff actually happening before my eyes but uh regardless 
this is a movie that needs to be seen in theaters. If yeah. you are a Pixar fan, a Disney fan, uh, an animation fan in general, uh, and if you're looking for a good family movie, uh, you really cannot go wrong. There, this movie in the venue will... of of I want to say in the venue of Pixar sequels, since that's their thing now. Is it better than Cars two? Oh, every, yes. Cars. Is it better than Monsters University? Yes. Yes. Is it better than Toy Story two? That's not fair. Toy Story two is was originally supposed to be a just a home movie. And yeah, and thing. I but, always have the weird like I, I I it's it's as good if not better. I mean, it's not like Toy Story three. It's a good sequel, and like I said, I think I like it better than the first one. I Toy Story two follows my. Uh, uh, I meant Dory, not Toy oh, Story. Well, uh, Toy Story one I like the best. See, I'm Maybe different. Three. Toy Story follows the uh, the original trilogy Star Wars format for me. The so you first, like the second, the one first the is the classic. The second one I believe to be the best of the three, and then the third is better than the third one. The third, yeah, yeah. The third one's like a masterpiece. Eh, no, the second one is a masterpiece. That was the second one's an accident. The third one was extremely emotional. Hit on all the right chords. Had a good villain. Had had I a good story. Thought they were going to burn those toys alive. It, it did have a. It had a great arc to it. However, I know that I was also emotionally manipulated by that movie. In that, I was just about what. I was in college whenever that came out. So my family was just about to sell our first home or we just did sell our first home. So you, I was getting rid of all my toys, stuff oh. like that. It was, uh, I mean, that movie was for people our age where it's like, okay, we're starting to move on with our lives. So that's, but still the first three Toy Story movies, they are all arguably in the top. Uh, they could all be in the top five. Yeah, of everything that Pixar's done. So, I mean, I, I would throw in Wall-E in there, too. Oh, yeah. Then, I'm, I'm sorry, I always forget. I'm sorry. Wall-E's a great movie, too. Ooh. I'd throw in Wall-E and Up, and then I'd probably have my about. top five right there. I like Up. Don't get me wrong. We, we You know what? Some You know what we should do is um, we'll do a we'll do a Pixar episode, yeah. and we'll just That'll try and fun. rank them all. Yeah. That'll be a tough one. That'll uh, be a good one. Oh, I, I have my ranks. Okay. I have my ranks. And we'll, do, we'll debate it, but... It'll be our like Pixar summer series or something. Yeah. I don't know, but um, but okay. So, what percentage would you give? Would you give Dory? Oh, uh, I would. I know where it sits with critics and audiences. Yeah. So, like Finding Nemo, we'll say it again. Well, we'll rewatch it and then we'll say what our percentage for that is. Yeah. But right now, I would hold that one at like I would hold Nemo at like a ninety-five percent. So oh, really? for this one, I would probably hold it. <sighs> I didn't. I don't know if I liked it better than Finding Nemo now that I think about it. I think I didn't like the music as much though, and that's what kind of hurt. It's the, I would say it was a ninety four for me. I see, I think Nemo for me is probably in the eighties, eighty percent. I was gonna say eighty percent, but I feel like that's a little low because it is actually really good. I'd say eighty five. And it's only because of the way the emotions go for me. That's all. And then Dory, I would definitely give it at least a ninety. Um probably a little bit i i honestly i'd have to sit and watch it one more time because i'm afraid to give it higher marks just because i'm like oh maybe i'm just was maybe i'm just caught up in it you know what i mean yeah. but but that's also what you want when you leave a movie you want to be caught up like this and feel it and like i don't own i don't know that i own finding nemo not intentionally i just think it just never you know what i mean it, it is one of those like it didn't come into my collection because when it first came out, I didn't get it. And now I'm kind of happy I don't have it because then I can get the Blu-ray. And if I had had it, I would have got the DVD back then. And 
See, that, that's the difference with me with Pixar movies. I had, I bought all the Pixar movies up until Wall-E. That, uh, that one came out, and then I bought that on Blu-ray and DVD, and then I had to go back and buy all of my older Pixar movies mm. in Blu-ray again. But that's... Pixar, I think I'm almost caught Pixar. up there, though. I, I like I've got all the Toy Stories on Blu-ray. I've you know, and so I had to go back and get those. Yeah. I've got I've got Wally on. Oh no, maybe I have Wally on DVD. Anyway, regardless of that, but I I'm I think this movie has caused me to be like, okay, you know what? It's time I bring Finding Nemo into my collection. I honestly don't know why it's not in the collection because it is a movie like you know I'll I'll go to watch like Toy Story. I could watch any day of the week. Is yeah. how I feel about it. You know, and and um. So that's kind of how I base the movie. Like, how many more times am I going to rewatch it? So Nemo's one of those, like, oh, I was waiting for maybe it to be on sale. But I've got to rewatch that and see where I feel about that. But I would say that Dory, for me, is I can definitely see myself rewatching this movie more than once. Like, oh, many yeah. a time. You know, it, like, I, I'm very much in love with Hank the Septipus. And yeah. and I did, I did love Ty Burrell's The, the, the um, Beluga Whale. And so I, I would say this is it. I would say at least a 92, 93. Yeah, it, it's tough. Uh, I I have no qualm with the movie. I, have I no issue with it. left Inside Out being obsessed with it like most of the people who went and saw it. Yeah. And then once I finally got it on Blu-ray, I watched it once and I was like, okay, I'm going to put this away for a while, actually. It's... I, I think so it was just weird. that shell shock that it was like so good, different. Yeah, it, well, it was then, a very different take, yeah. on, a different material. You know, yeah. It hasn't it hasn't proven to given me uh, give me a lot of rewatchability with this one. I think there was probably jokes that I completely missed. In yes, this, that yeah. I am excited to go back. Yeah. and and rewatch to see it. So, and I, I know it feels weird to say, but maybe because it's a sequel and you we already knew the characters it's easier to start going into the i know i mean i know there was a slew of new characters but i always feel like when and maybe that's why sequels have hit so well over the last couple of years is that people realize that it gives you something to latch on to yeah. is that it's a lot easier to get the story going when it's a sequel because you don't have to introduce things as much yeah no. so it was kind of like well here's my friend dory i've known dory for 15 years now you know or uh, 13 years and so like it was kind of like oh what's my friend up to you know and maybe that's why i like this one better too i don't know but interesting though no overall again yeah i can't highly recommend this enough it's a it's one you need to see in theaters for sure yeah so definitely don't have no fret there take it i i think it's great for if you don't you know if you're if you don't if you've got kids and you 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 still want to see just go like Tell Go for a date night. You show. don't have to bring the kids, but the kids will love it too. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not one of those. It's one of those movies that I think is enjoyable by the, all those sectors that Disney loves, all four of those quadrants. Absolutely. Again, tell them Craig sent you. They'll T- hook you up with a Craig. They'll hook you up with a great seat. You'll have a and if you front go row view with some fun. Cinemark, you uh, you can get your ecto cooler at the stand because even though I have so many cases of it still, I buy one every time I go to the movies now. <laughs> Excellent. I am okay. Just breaking news. This has nothing to do with finding uh, Dory or finding Nemo or anything at the end. But as we've been sitting here, they just announced that they are going to do uh, 500 theaters, bringing back Labyrinth into theaters for its 30th anniversary. Oh, well, we should definitely go watch so, that then and do a review of that on September 11th. Because I'm going to. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, either way. But um, I. I'm going to tell you a, a, a terrible thing right now. I don't know that I've seen Labyrinth from beginning to end. 
my sister was my youngest my youngest sister she was obsessed with it and watched it so much that i've seen it it's like a christmas story you know what i mean like i know i've seen a christmas story but god knows i don't know if i've ever seen it in a row or if it's just memento style where you see a scene and then i forget it so i think the fact that they're re-releasing it that would be cool like to go watch it beginning to end and in the way you're supposed to see it too you know oh i'll, I'll be like i know all the music and the stuff and Jennifer Conley and David Bowie and all that, you know? Yes, it is. It is either Kylie's first or second favorite movie. I don't want to say what the other one is. Steel Magnolias. I thought it was going to be Brady Bunch. No. No. Her favorite movie is Steel Magnolias. I, unfortunately. Or drink, Labyrinth. It's one of the two. Drink your juice, Shelby. That's, I think that's it. It's just I, it's Southern Girls. What are you going to do? But, yeah, so that's awesome. But back to Finding Dory. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were going to give me some breaking <laughs> Pixar news there. I did buy that Mondo magazine that's all about Pixar that I'm going to read and probably talk about on Dizpop, the the um, the video edition, so you can see it, despite Craig advising me not to get it. I no, just no, 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 no. I just... I thought the Mondo cover was great, uh, done by Dave Perello. Yeah. Uh, uh, great, great, great artist out there. Um, but it was for the magazine Birth Movies Death, which is uh, – it was um, – what's that idiot's Dave name that I Dave, hate? Dave uh, – I don't no. remember. You said it to me before. It's it, it's awful. It, it used to be Badass Digest, but then they changed the – the guy changed his name. He has a podcast out there called Canon. Um that he just butchers facts about movies and just he's an awful awful person out there uh i'm sure his personality isn't awful his choice in movies i find to be awful but then again i'm sure people say the same thing for me so but that's why i advised you not to get it because i don't support his website but i do support uh dave perillo yeah that's i i that's really what drew me in um but yeah, so anyway, we'll talk about that. Go down to Pixar rabbit hole there. But, It'll be fun. Um, okay, Daddy. I think I think that... <laughs> okay. Okay, Daddy. Um, I think that's all I've got to say about it. Like, go see it. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, if you don't like it, what's wrong with you? I don't know. What? Who hurt you? Where were you born? Yeah. Um, Where are you from? But... Um, I'm yeah, I'm trying to think. Um I guess that's it. It's it's you know, it's it's one of those Are you playing the clip now? Hi Dory! Ahoy there! <laughs> Do you wanna play hide and seek? Okay. <laughs> we'll hide and you count and come find us. Okay, Daddy. No, no, not Daddy. I'm the nice fish who wants to be your friend. Okay? Okay, Daddy. No. I'm hiding. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> the little things in life that make me I hope me they make happy. a little baby baby Dory stuffy or something. It's, I've been waiting for either a pop vinyl or yeah, a stuffed animal or something. Because her eyes are gigantic. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> a good Christmas tree ornament. That would be nice. Make a good one. Especially, especially if it had the voice box in there. That, that just said, okay, battle. Okay, dad. Okay, battle. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, check it out. Um uh gosh i i thought i had thought of something and now i've forgotten it again but but that's that i think this was a good movie that shows that pixar still really does know how to treat storytelling very well and um i know people are very concerned because these their next like slew of movies is all sequels because it's incredibles 2 cars 3 toy story 4 except for coco 
and then Coco. Oh, what was? But we didn't talk about the. I didn't see it. The did the teaser trailer for Moana. It wasn't in my theater. Yeah, well, I, what happened was is I showed up 20 minutes late thinking that the movie was at 540. Thank God I walked in, though, right when I did. I saw two previews, and then the movie started. Yeah, I saw it, and I watched. Um, it wasn't really anything that we didn't see at D23, or it, it, it was, was the very exact same one. Yeah. It, it shows off uh, Dwayne Johnson's character. His He's the god Maui. So yeah. they showed us the exact same clip at D23. So uh, it, it just continues to to look uh it, it looks really promising i think it's going to be another really uh highly anticipated disney princess style movie uh i'm yeah i mean we, we'll know whenever it's out so yeah. it could go one of two ways it could be a smash hit or it could be kind of a sleeper yeah that's it well <laughs> i think that's gonna do it for us um be sure to, like, like I said, let us know what you think. Um, and I guess that's it. I, I hopefully will, like I said, we'll, I'll talk a little bit more about, um, there was a Finding Dory. Um, I'm trying to get it, but it's proving harder to find than I thought. It, there was the last Disney Infinity set was a Finding Dory set, and I wanted to check it out and maybe do something on the video edition of the show and talk a little bit more about um, that that magazine and stuff. But we'll see. I say I'm going to do a lot of stuff, and sometimes it just doesn't happen. So <laughs> excellent. Anyway, what's our next film? Do we know yet? Oh, B- BFG. Yeah. So we'll probably do uh, Purge as well. Too. Yeah. It's all coming out at the same time, so uh, it'll be sporadic. I am going to California, so uh, it might be a while here before we get another movie review. Maybe yeah, a week or two, but yeah. well, sorry, two to three weeks before we get another one. You but think I should do an Independence Day one? Mm, might be good because that's be coming good. out this friday it is and i feel like that i i don't know I, you know i know it's not specifically universal it's not specifically this however i feel like we can't we talk about these movies we can't not talk about like that's a major summer blockbuster i'm gonna yeah. do ghostbusters too and that doesn't relate to either it of these is you know, I, 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 you might as well jeff goldblum he associates to everything right we'll do a double we'll do it we'll do an independence day one rewatch with an independence day two two for yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. So maybe maybe we'll get something in there. But either way, yeah, look forward to some of that stuff. Um, Ghostbusters coming up, Peach Dragon eventually, all that, all that jazz. But um, yeah. you know, doink to doink, doink to doink. Um, and uh, well, so that's going to do it for us. And we will see you next time with another episode of Diz Pop.